Hi everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Gather Round, the podcast series sharing stories from Aberdeen Archives, Gallery and Museums. In this episode, Ross and Madeline talk about our exhibition, View of Aberdeen, where they've been talking to people across the city about what Aberdeen means to them. In the exhibition, these views have been shared along with artworks and objects which has inspired them. Together they bring life to the themes of Far I Bide, Where I Live, Chavanawa, Working, Utanabut, Out and About, and a city full of things that are real Kent, well known. I hope you enjoy. Hi there, my name's Ross McLennan. I'm a history creator with Aberdeen Archives, Galleries and Museum. And my name is Madeline Nearing, and I'm team leader for collections. And together with Ross, we curated the View of Aberdeen exhibition. We're currently both sat together in the exhibition space, Gallery 15 in Aberdeen Art Gallery. And we thought this was the perfect opportunity to give a bit of background and um, talk through some of the main themes and objects in the exhibition. Yeah, and we're currently looking at the first painting, William Mosman, A View of Aberdeen. And right next to it is the poem, uh, View of Aberdeen by Sheena Blackhall. So I suppose, Madeline, we, we really started with this painting, didn't we? Oh, absolutely we did. I mean, I think we'd, between ourselves, we've been talking for a while about um, kind of Aberdeen and, and sense of place and what it meant to be from Aberdeen. And it worked towards this idea of let's put on an exhibition. Let's not be feeling like we can't be boastful and put Aberdeen out there like it's a kind of a thing not to do within an art gallery. The art gallery is in the city centre, let's talk about the city. And I know we spend a lot of time thinking about how to do that, how best to approach it. And then I think standing in front of the Mosman painting was a bit of a light bulb moment because we thought, wow, here in the collection is something that is actually telling us to look at Aberdeen, albeit an 18th century view, but then looking into the the story of the painting a little more, finding out that Sheena had written a poem in the 1990s responding to what Aberdeen was like 250 years ago, but then bringing it bang up to date and actually saying, okay, that's what it was like, but this is what I see now. Um, and feel and what leaps out at me personally because of my unique experiences and I think that's what got us thinking about that's the kind of vibe we wanted for the exhibition. Yeah it was um, it really did set it up um, pretty well Sheena's poem just with that posing the question of what Aberdeen means now and that's basically what we tried we've tried to achieve um, with this exhibition, put some views on display. And similarly, in in relation to the artworks and the objects that we've we've chosen, and I think the fact that Sheena's poems in the the Doric as well really set it up to be quite an important aspect of the of the Doric uh, theme titles as you go around the space as well. And so, do you want to explain how we've incorporated and uh, used kind of colour um, to differentiate between Doric and, and English in the in the interpretation. Yeah, well, so yeah, round about the gallery space we've, we've used the Doric words in, in, in sort of a deep red 
So you'll notice that when you look at the the labels that that these will come up in in, in red and uh, signifying obviously the Pima Doric. But it's quite an important aspect. Um, not everyone in Aberdeen speaks Doric, but it's as you can tell, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's. I think we decided earlier on that's quite important to the local identity. Uh, it's quite an important signifier of, of not just the city but the, the region, but particularly Aberdeen as well. Obviously, has been the centre of that. I think Sheena's poem just is, is a great poem, and in fact, it links with one of the paintings in in our collection. It sets up the when was a total gift. It was a total gift. Total yeah, gift. yeah. And I think we should just add for um, people people like me who are not um, native Doric speakers and might feel, oh, are there any barriers to me understanding? We've, we've um, used a lot of the lines of Sheena's poem as the basis for a Doric glossary mm-hmm. that is um, within the exhibition. And we've also used the locations and places across the city that a lot of the artworks and objects on display are from or associated with to create um, kind of a a bit of a view of Aberdeen map, which we've, as far as possible, tried to express in in Doric or or kind of um, local terms to give a sense that this view of Aberdeen really is that connection to to the city centre. And we kind of even, haven't we, Ross, sort of said, look at the map, come around the exhibition, and then actually get out into the city and go to these locations that that the objects are from. Totally. And talking about the the locations across the city that a lot of the objects are from, I suppose adjacent to the 18th century view of Aberdeen, we have got a, a huge kind of um, bird's eye view, contemporary look at a painted version of Aberdeen by, by Mark Scadding. And it just brings the cityscape bang up to date with all of the buildings and the streets that we're all used to now navigating and, and being in when we're within Aberdeen. Yeah. And even though we kind of say it's this contemporary view, if you come in and you know the city and you spend a bit of time looking at it, you can also start to kind of cross off on your fingers these very, very kind of recent and within living memory changes to the city. And that idea of living memory is something that we also brought to the show. Um, yeah. And then we you, we talked about what was it within tried to work out what the old, older people visiting the exhibition what ages would be and the chronology of the exhibition fit within how far back people could remember. Yeah. It's not a history history show, is it? Yeah, no, it's it's a kind of very much like you said a loving memory show. So, and I think the Mark's Garden really does juxtapose the Mosman really well and sort of framing because obviously. We're basically in the Mosman, we're looking at the medieval borough, even though it's the 1700s. You know, it's still very much the shape of the medieval borough has existed for hundreds of years previous to that date. And then the March Gardens, just, it is the granite city, it's what Aberdeen's known for now. Aberdeen modern cityscape is relatively modern in the sense that it came from about the 90, early 19th century. Yeah, just really good, it's a good way of, of going into the first theme section called Far I Bide. Translates as where I live, uh, literally in in English. It basically tries to sum up Aberdeen as a, as a place of home and a, a kind of sense of belonging. I think. And if we go through the the artworks, there's the, the Francis Walker, which is quite a literal 
translation of that in the sense that it's her flat and her studio on Beaconsfield Place. And then I always refer to Lee Garson's work, Black Lives Matter protests, and he gave us a, his view of that and just ending that view by saying how proud he was to be a resident of Aberdeen exactly. on that day. And, and I think putting those two together, as you said, Ross, you've got the intimacy of someone's actual home where they go to to be themselves or to carry out activity, you know, just that, that complete intimate space of home. And that is, yeah, that's far I abide. But also a major event like the, the Black Lives Matters protests and on Union Street that brought so many people from across the city together, united under wanting to say something, wanting to be part of this momentous occasion. And that's still an expression of far I abide, where I live. And I think this, this theme we actually found the trickiest, didn't we? Because as we probably should have said earlier in the podcast what the four themes are. So we've got yeah. Far I Bide, we've got um, Wheel Kent, or the, the things well known or things that people should know about Aberdeen or people that we've spoken to think are the well known things. We've got Utnabut, kind of like travelling around the city in leisure time, and Chavinawa, or, and, uh, or working hard in the city. But that kind of far I bide, identity, sense of place, it's hard to pin down. Definitely. And I think the, the works here, the artworks that have select, we've selected, the range of them gives a, a nod to that idea that it's hard to pin down what it means to you, to me, to everyone, be here. It's, it's all different, it's all different experiences, but by showing that range, I think we both kind of help hope that when people come in, if they do connect with what we've um, selected, great, please respond to that. But at the same time, it's highly likely that there is nothing there for an individual to connect with, but still tell us what living in Aberdeen means to you. Totally. I think, like, I, I'll, I'd like to point out the the shirt, the, the traditional Sri Lankan Batak shirt, which has been made in Sri Lanka for a man who came from Sri Lanka to live and stay in Aberdeen, marry an Aberdonian and raise a family. And the fact that it says in the back, Sri Lanka, Aberdeen, I think it really sums up that kind of sense of dual identity that yeah. that man experienced in where, coming where from. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fro- what does where I'm from yeah. mean? You know, you can say I, I was born somewhere and stayed somewhere for a few a few years, but it's, mm-hmm. it's where you're from, where you are at a moment in time. How do, You ask anyone, people will define it differently. Totally, that's that's the beauty of uh, it's, it's never set in stone. You can never assume anyone's um, identity, I think. And I think that's why one of the big asks from the exhibition is for people to give us their direct feedback mm-hmm. and, and their views. If if people have visited or haven't yet, that's a you know that's a that's a really big ask here. And it, it, as you go around the exhibition, you'll see kind of clipboard sections, and that's where people that we already have spoken to and have very kindly shared their views with us about the themes, about their experiences, about the objects we've chosen. Um, We've incorporated their views within the exhibition and the hope is that over the life of the exhibition we collect more and it becomes abundantly clear that 
view of Aberdeen is not you and me, Ross, is it? Yeah. Telling people what to think about Aberdeen. Oh, it's yeah. us, we've provided a, a stepping stone, um, a starting point, and it really is, let's collect, let's collect views and, and build up as rich and diverse a picture as possible. Totally, and I think like it'd be great to, to get everyone's, or as many people as possible's viewpoints about the stuff in the exhibition, but about Aberdeen in general, because it's, it's great to to get a sense of what people are thinking about the city, how people... And we've said there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong, no. Uh, we think different things. We do. Uh, <laughs> and we're not trying to say that Aberdeen's perfect. There's a lot of negatives to the city as there is to everywhere. But, I mean, I hope we've, we've tried to celebrate it for what it is. And I think that's really important, as opposed to trying to think about what Aberdeen could be, although we're, we're addressing that, that question. And I think um, when you just said then, Ross about trying to celebrate it for what it is. I mean, one of the pieces that we selected, the image, um, Martin Parr photograph of the crew from the Malavia 7. I mean, you've spoken to me about that. Because it has been a, a debate and a conversation between us, hasn't it, about what goes into the exhibition, what doesn't. We've not always agreed and we've had to persuade each other and yeah. compromise and whatnot. But that's a, a bit of a, a no-brainer for summing up that Aberdeen spirit and mentality, don't you think? Yeah, totally. I think like it's an amazing le- um, amazing story that's like linked to the legacy of like benevolence at the, the harbour, particularly for, for, for seamen and, and uh but even just a, a lovely story about um, Aberdonians coming around and rallying around workers in their times of need, I think that's really important. So I think it's like a really good story. So, I mean, yeah, and, and, it's, and it addresses like workers coming into the city. Not necessarily, they're not from the city, but they're obviously coming in for the, the offshore energy industries in relation to that. And there's Which a lot. Which gives a great connection with the batik shirt. As yeah, well. exactly. That, you know, where where are people? What is an Aberdonian? <laughs> where, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a it's a city that because of its economy um, in recent times, especially, has attracted a, a lot of inward movement of people, and the city has has benefited from that. We've, I think we've we've tried to cover that. Totally, and even like the the Faye Godwin image of the, the the oil workers and the children, or the oil worker, the American, talking about that, like people coming in and just, yeah, I mean... Being that, like a, an, almost like an alien presence. Yeah. The big Texan oil totally. worker and the, the, the little local kids kind of yeah. looking up in awe, but also putting out their hand. And we spent a lot of time going, how do we express what that hand out gesture means like yeah have you know they've seen someone exciting and different and what what could they get from them to say i met someone that was was different exactly and i i view it as kind of like a metaphor in the sense that the american represents this new wealth this new money coming into the city from this this industry that's happening off the coast and in the city and the the children with the harms actually it's just the opportunities that that gave to quite a lot of local people absolutely uh, and not just local people but people coming to the city to to live and and bring up families who are weren't necessarily from here but but it, it really did the wealth that generated in the, the wages did benefit a lot of people it didn't benefit everyone it must be uh, stressed but definitely but don't you i always think though when when we as like the curators of the exhibition and the, the fay godwin images of 
an image from the um, collections that we've always said that really speaks to that period of change and the early oil years and everything like that. But remember, we really had our eyes opened when, as part of collecting the views, we put on some open days at the Treasure Hub um, in Northfield, which is our, our, our big collection store. And we bought out a lot of the objects and images that we wanted to use in the in the exhibition and anyone that came along on the day who kind of weren't we tried to set up conversations with them and say well what does this make you think what does this make you feel to, to generate those views and just to say that the Faye Godwin image it's got the St Nicholas Street leading to George Street sign yeah. on it and we've got actually got that physical sign in the collection and that's displayed alongside it just to show this is you know how real this is so Ross and I had that street sign and the image there at the open day and as as I said as the curators we're expecting people to come along and engage in this dialogue around oil and gas and the change in city economy and this that and the other but the thing that kept cropping up, which must we we never know, knew about it, but must have been a real thing at the time, was this feeling that that street sign had been put in the wrong place, and it was it was just a shock to us, wasn't it? That yeah. everyone just kept going on about, and this was people of a certain generation who had been around when that street sign had first gone up, but you got the impression it, it must have been like front page news that. People, or letters to the editor of the local paper of why have people put that that street sign um, exactly exactly where it is? Exactly. And we got um, we actually got a uh, one lady came along, didn't she, Ross? And um, said that she'd got into huge trouble with her mum because she ripped her coat, her new duffel coat, on that street sign. And that was all the evidence anybody needed that that street sign was in the wrong location. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's it's been great just getting some of the the stories. The oh, of, say the Donald Addison one. Yeah. To speak with Donald Addison. Yeah, the you. Donald Addison one's one of my favourites, and it's just these little stories that come to light, um, but really sort of colour the exhibition and, and colour the the artworks, in particular the Donald Addison. Uh, story. I got. I was lucky enough to to speak with Donald Addison about his thoughts on the city and, and in particular the the artwork displays at Union Terrace Gardens. And um, he was telling a story about that that you can read in the exhibition. He, he tells it better than I can. But about him doing the sketches for that artwork and two young. And he was in Union. He was in Union Terrace Gardens, so he was doing the the sketches for that particular artwork. And two young boys came up to him and offered him a salmon. <laughs> and it's, he says it was absolutely massive, a huge salmon. Uh, <laughs> How long had they been carrying it around for? Yeah. How many people had they tried to offer this salmon to? Exactly. Uh, I don't know when, is this the 80s or 90s? I'm not entirely sure uh, the decade exactly when he did the artwork, but it's just a fantastic story. And um, he politely declined. He's a really <laughs> nice man, so he just decided uh, he wasn't in the the right place to buy a salmon at that time. But, uh... <laughs> well, he got to finish the artwork, hadn't he? Yeah. So I suppose if, if anyone remembers being offered a salmon or they were those children offering the salmon, we'd like to know. Yeah. Like to hear. And I suppose to go back to the Faye Godwin image, if you were one of those children or know them, we'd love to hear. There's a few things within the exhibition that if we could track down the individual's 
involved and connect people back up with with um, with some of the objects. I think that would be a really great addition to the to the exhibition. Totally, I think like just these like like I've said, these stories have coloured the the exhibition and. But we were really you talking of the stories. The time you spent with the I have to get it right. Cause we've got several ways of describing now, but the, the, the street cleaning operatives, yeah, or the the scaffies, scaffies as they're called Scaffy locally. Team. I wonder how many people still call them scaffies, but it, that's what they're gen. They were generally known as. Um, I think a lot of people still refer to to bin men um, or street cleaners as, as scaffies in the city. And yeah, speaking to Davy and Stephen who work, and it was great because. They do get a different perspective of the city. Good, bad, and the ugly. Good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, totally. They see it all. Um, in particular, the fact that they're out in the early hours in the morning, so they're seeing in the, the sometimes the carnage from the night before. And I think Davy was alluding to the fact that the worst, the time, the times that it can be at its worst when the darts is coming to town. The darts. The darts. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, I, I think because the dart. The darts. <laughs> Uh, creates quite a party atmosphere uh, probably not just in Aberdeen but they just refer to the state of the streets after the darts have been in the town So these guys do have a very particular and unique to their working life view of Aberdeen Totally The side they see Yeah, and I suppose that's why they, they kind of straddle that um, out in a boot and chavin a wah section in the sense that they're, they're all over the city doing their jobs but they're working hard and they're working away. And sometimes, and, um, you, from what you've said to me with the interviews with them, sometimes they people almost don't don't see them. They just become part of the like the street furniture. And then other times people do see them and they get love and appreciation for the hard work, or they get some quite unpleasant yeah feedback from from people for for no reason. And again. That you know, just hearing all of that makes you go, yeah, view of Aberdeen. Totally, and I think yeah, they had they had some fascinating stories that they told us. Stuff like uh, like a, a man from Dundee losing his false teeth in a bin in Torrey Battery <laughs> whilst eating a fish supper, and then um, that's that's some skill. Yeah, but he got the fault. The, the guys got the false teeth back to Yeah, him. he contacted Aberdeen City Council to try and locate his false teeth and they were located in a bin and uh, sent back uh, in the post to Dundee. Oh, so there you go, that's, that's another brilliant. spirit of benevolence from <laughs> Aberdonians. Aberdonians are known to be tight and mean and, and dour like it's alluded to in the... Oh, with the comedy, the humour, yeah. Uh, in the in the paper article as well, just I thought that was important to, to highlight because there is a stereotype of an Aberdonian. Oh, There's is that also... the one where they say Britain's, UK's saddest city? Yeah, um, I thought that was a really good way of portraying that stereotype from an outside perspective, in this case a journalist coming from the mirror and talking about this in a quite a, a jovial, quite... Well, it's, it's not very jovi- stereotype. Stereotype, but like obviously stereotype. it's quite humorous, but a lot of people who, who do read these papers probably take that as uh, gospel. As gospel. Yeah. Um, and and like, like we've said, the, the people that she spoke to kind of reinforced that uh, viewpoint Maybe she was selective. Yeah, uh, maybe well, interviewed about twenty people. Exactly. And just pick the pick the feedback that suited the 
the storyline. Yeah, and I, th- I suppose it's it's a juxtaposition between I suppose the stories that we've been telling, but there, I think that clouds what all the other the and the color that's in the gallery space as well that the color of the city and the characters that exist in it. So Aberdeen's known to be quite well. It's it's grey granite. It's it's. But you know, what about that slogan? Smile. You're in Britain's happiest city. Yeah. So that you're saying about juxtaposition. You you can put the one against the other, and I think that's what works particularly well in the exhibition with the newspaper article that you were just referring to, Ross. Is that right next to it is um, a, a print from um, Ica Headlam, and um, that kind of whole big up the Dean brand and idea that we can be proud and we should be proud and we should be loud about our city and for him to be a person doing that when to go back to the idea of what is an Abedonian do you have to be born here he's he's come to the city and really connected with the city and loves the city and wants to big it up yeah so I think it's great we were able to put that almost kind of shouting back big up the Dean at this Britain's saddest city newspaper article, like yeah. they, could, they could always have like a, a fight with each other. I get, yeah, totally. Get a debate going, which fact, is what the exhibition is meant to do. And the yeah. fact that they've both come from London, um, and I think Ica, yeah, is it's it's really good to. That's why we chose it because it's because Ica is has come from London and you know really established himself in the city um, with Big Up the Dean and all the other things that he does. But he, he's obviously very proud of the city and, and, and wants to talk it up. But I think that tells you something. I always think that a lot of Aberdonians don't talk up. They feel that it's not theirs to really be speaking highly of the city, but they're always, I always feel like the same people a lot of the time will be ultra defensive if it's ever offended, you know. And I think that's, that's a juxtaposition of... of of feelings are related to that stereotype. We should be shouting about the city, and I think it's it's got a unique identity. It's got a unique cityscape. There's no other place in the world that actually looks like Aberdeen mm-hmm. physically, True. True. Um, and I think that's reflected in the character. We're we're kind of we're obviously very proud to be Scottish and and from the northeast of Scotland, but I mean that there is a distance from the central belt and, and other places that makes us that little bit seem apart you know seem we're apart. physically apart and that's a, good um, way of, that's a good way of, of describing it yeah and i suppose really then all that's all that's left to say is if what ross and i have been able to go through today in talking about the exhibition that we really just hope it encourages people to to come along and be be open to what's here and want to share their views, whether they are, um, as you said, kind of loud, proud, and want to shout about Aberdeen, or if um, they just don't want to hear anyone else say anything negative about it. Yeah. And everything in between. Please come along and give your view of the exhibition. Yeah, it's important to reinforce that you don't you don't have to be a self-proclaimed Aberdonian to, to come and enjoy this. It's for everyone. Yeah. And everyone who comes and experiences the city, even for a fleeting tourist coming to visit for a weekend, you, you, we all form an opinion about the place. And your opinion is no wrong or, or right than, than anyone than else's. Anyone else's. Absolutely. So, yeah. So share your views. Yeah. <laughs> 
I hope you enjoyed listening to Ross and Madeline talk about the exhibition along with stories they've been told. Whether you're Aberdeen born and bred, live, work or study here, or are passing through on a visit, come and discover what gives the Granite City its grit and glint in the exhibition at Aberdeen Art Gallery on School Hill. And you can share your views too. Remember to hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode of Gather Round. Till next time, bye!